You are listening to Wilhelm, a film-centric podcast for film lovers of all kinds. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Wilhelm. I am your host, Ben Beck. And on this episode, we are accepting offers we couldn't refuse. Uh, That's right. On this episode, my guest and I are going to be revealing our choices for our top five favorite mafia slash gangster slash mob slash crime, whatever you want to call it, uh, our top five crime films. Uh, But of course, I need help to do that. So please welcome my guest for this episode of Wilhelm. Wendy Eppers. Thank you. I've been so excited about joining you on Wilhelm. Um, So I'm really excited to be here and thanks for having me. You've been so excited. You almost got the name wrong. I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm excited to have you because like you picked, I, I let anybody who requests to be a guest, I send them the list of all the topics that I have, like 200 plus topics. And (laughs) like, this is one of the ones that you chose. So I'm I'm excited to to have you on for this one because I I know you enjoy movies um, as like I do. I don't think we've ever had conversations about mafia movies before. No. And I thought this would be easy. It's not. (laughs) No, it was not easy at all to pick these. No. Uh, Narrowing it down to a top five. Like I had, I had ideas in my head for movies that I wanted to put in my top five. And then when I started looking at other films, I was like, well, that's got to go in my top five. No, wait, that's got to go in my top five. What, my top five is already full. Like, how am I going to do this? Right, right. No, it was hard. Yeah, it's we're going to have plenty of honorable mentions. Yes. And a lot to say about them, probably. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm sure we will. But when when you looked at the list, what was it about mafia movies that made you choose it? I love mafia movies. Probably some of my favorite movies out there. Were you, yeah. a, Sopra- were you a Sopranos fan? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Even that, I was like, well, that's not a movie. We can't talk about that. Yeah, we can't finish. I know. <laughs> Although but- there is a movie coming that's like a prequel to The Sopranos. Yeah, that's really exciting. We just can't include it on yeah. this list yet because it's not out yet. I think when the pandemic got started i rewatched the sopranos from the beginning to the end and it was it was great it was a great rewatch it holds up so well done and i think that was one of the first movies that and six feet under that really got us hooked on streaming services and and hbo and all of that yeah on on like premium channels and i i uh i i haven't watched the sopranos since it aired but it's one i've been meaning to go back to but there's so much other great like film and television out there that it's just, it falls further and further behind on my list and it becomes difficult. But I mean, you know, you look at, it had a great run of however many seasons it ran. I can't think off the top of my head. Uh, I think it was seven or eight. I I, I had yeah. eight in my head too, for yeah. some reason, Um, you know, and you look at it, the series finale is still highly contested on like open to open to interpretation of what yep. happened. Yeah. And, I, and probably one of the most talked about finales. 
Oh, I remember when that finale aired, I, I was living in a house with a roommate and he was in his room watching that finale. I was in my room watching that finale. And we were both watching it as it was airing. And when it got to that last moment, that don't stop moment where the, <laughs> the screen went to black, we were like, did the cable just go out? Yeah. Like, what happened? And then the credits started to roll. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's real interesting how that's interpreted by different people. Yeah, and I um, I think that's probably one of the best, you know, satisfying uh, like ending seasons that mm -hmm. we've had. Yeah, I, I was real happy with everything in that. I can tell series. you. I can tell you one thing I've discovered by looking at my list, and I don't know if your list will tell you the same thing. Uh, you know, but between my top five and my honorable mentions, one thing seems very, very clear in that uh, they have not made a good mob mafia movie or anything that memorable, probably in 15 years. Um, I mean, there are yeah, a couple. Yeah, I, I see where you're going there. But I mean, I'm looking at my list now and with the exception of one or two. Every movie on my list, both top five and honorable mention, is at least 15 years old. Yeah, I feel like also the 80s and 90s was kind of those golden years for uh, mafia movies. I will say that um, I saw uh, that The Irishman, is that's not on your list, is it? It is not on my list. I have not and, seen and it. And I haven't seen it either. But when I looked at everything about it, I was like, why haven't I watched this? Because I heard it was good. I mean, you look at the cast, too, with like yeah. Pesci and Pacino. Like, I think Pacino's in that one. Or is that? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. And De Niro. Like, yep. It's a fantastic cast. Yeah. So I, I think that's my homework. I have to watch that. Yeah. It's it's in my queue. I yep. just have have not watched it yet. Yeah. And, you know, and there that was is, like 2019, right? 2019, 2017. Yeah, I think. It yeah. Was, no, 2019. I think. You're yeah. Right with that. 2019 might have even been last year. It might have been 2020. Yeah, so that would be good to watch. Yeah, yeah, not on my list, even though it, it would probably make a number of people's top five list. Uh, there is one movie, though. I'm not going to say what it is, just in case it is in your top five list. But there is one crime-related film that is at the top of many people's lists that I will freely admit I have never seen. <laughs> uh it's a movie being the huge cinephile that I am, especially having a movie related podcast. I should have seen by now. I just, for some reason have never, it's just avoided what me watching it. So I'll wait and see if it comes up in any of if either your top five and then or you'll your tell us. mentions. And then yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to reveal it now just in case it is in your top five. It or could your, be your mentions. Exactly. Uh, I will tell you it's not, it's, it's not part of a trilogy. Okay. So, <laughs> I was about to get off. No, right I've, now. <laughs> I've seen all I've seen all of them. So and I will tell you, the third one is not on any of my lists. OK, no, <laughs> so, mine neither. Yeah, it shouldn't be. No. Uh, that said, you ready to jump into it? I'm ready. 
All right. So, yeah, so we're going to jump into our top five, but we need to let you know uh, ahead of time that neither Wendy or myself, if you haven't figured it out already, we neither of us has revealed or discussed our choices to one another beforehand as not to influence our choices. Uh, So she doesn't know my top five and I don't know hers. Also, just a fair warning, if you haven't seen any of the films that we're going to mention, there is definitely a possibility of spoilers. So just be prepared. Uh, That said, Let's jump into it with our top five favorite crime, mafia, mob, whatever you want to call it, films. (laughs) Gangster. Yeah. Going from five to one. Let's start at number five. Wendy, where are you kicking us off? All right. This is going to be a comedy. Okay. Married to the mob. Okay. I I thought of another comedy gang film too <laughs> that sh- I'm going to add it to my honorable mentions right now. As a matter of fact, I have another comedy that's in an uh, that is an honorable mention. I wanted to make it part of my top five so badly, but I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't bump any of the others. Off. I'm, I'm wondering if it's the same one, but okay. we'll, we'll see. <clears throat> so this is Married to the Mob, a 1988 film directed by Jonathan Demme. Starring Michelle Pfeiffer, Matthew Modine, Alec Baldwin, um, and Mercedes Roll, who just plays this hilarious portrayal as the mob boss's wife. John C- uh, Joan Cusack is also in this movie. And I love this movie. Uh, my husband had to remind me of it. And when he reminded me, I went back and looked at some snippets. And I'm like, I have to include this because this was so hilarious. <laughs> we loved it. Um Michelle Pfeiffer plays Angela DeMarco, an unhappily married mob wife whose husband is killed very early in the movie. And this leads to Angela trying to make a new life for herself while the mob boss is trying to bed her. His wife is trying to kill her. That's Mercedes role. And that part is just, I think, my favorite part of the movie. She's just so hilarious and over the top. The FBI is trying to turn her uh, for to, to gain evidence against the mob. And Matthew Modine's character, who plays Mike Downey, falls in love with Michelle Pfeiffer. It's almost slapstick comedy, but it really worked in this movie. And it's just I laughed the whole time I watched it. Love this movie. It's a movie I have not seen in quite a long time that I should add to that list of movies I need to revisit. Uh, Because in in addition to the cast that you mentioned, um, I remember Dean Stockwell also being in the movie. Yes. um, And Oliver Platt. And he's great. Yep. Yeah, Dean Stock. Yeah, Dean Stockwell is, is, is fantastic in the yeah. movie. Um, and Oliver Platt, who is another guy I am a big fan of. Um, and I think it was relatively early in his career that he did the movie as well. So yeah, it, that's a movie I haven't seen in a long it's, time. It's very over the top, but it's just you just laugh through the whole thing. It's it's one of those movies that um it reminds me very much, and this is another one, this is actually another gangster movie I just thought of. Uh, that I will add to my honorable mentions, but I'll, br- I'll bring it up now instead. Hopefully it's not one your other comedy that you have, but the movie Oscar. That with, isn't it. <laughs> with Sylvester Stallone and Marissa Tomei and Tim Curry. Like that is a movie I feel is very highly underrated. Really underrated. It's I have it's, not seen that one. So oh, I'll have to add that to my list. <laughs> it's uh. We'll we'll mention it a little bit more in honorable mentions, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a Sylvester Stallone uh, led mobster comedy. That that sounds hilarious, it's, right there. Yeah, already sounds yeah, 
already sounds interesting. So, but no, that's a good pick. That's one I haven't, I honestly didn't think to include any comedies in my, in my I list. I didn't at first, but then I was, then my husband was reminding me of a few that we've really loved uh, back. And, and a lot of these were in the eighties and early nineties. And what's and what's worse now is that I've just now since because you mentioned a comedy in your top five, <laughs> I've just now added two more to my honorable mentions, Uh-oh. not including Oscar, which I just mentioned. So there's already <laughs> two more mob comedies that I just added that we'll get to in honorable mentions. Okay. Although one of them I'm looking at probably might even make my top five if I reconfigured everything, but I won't. Yeah, you can't can't go down that rabbit nope. hole. I'm, I'm already committed at this point. Yeah. Uh my number five on my top five list is a movie that I remember watching uh, and absolutely loving the first time I watched. I thought it was so well done. And that is uh, Road to Perdition from 2002 with uh, uh, Tom Hanks and Paul Newman. That's great. That wasn't even on my honorable mention list, but should be. It's it is an amazing movie based off of a book, which I haven't read the book, but I do either a book or it might be a graphic novel series, if I remember correctly. Um, but, um, you know, Tom Hanks, Paul Newman are an amazing pair together. Uh, Tyler Hawklin, who plays Tom Hanks's son in the movie, who is now grown up and portray he's the new Superman on television. You know, wow. so it is it's it's an amazing film. It's mob enforcer's son witnesses a murder, forcing him and his father to take to the road and his father down a path of redemption and revenge. Wow. It's it's all that alone is enough to to watch it. And I think I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember liking it a lot. If if I remember correctly, I think Jude Law is one of the gangsters in the movie. And mm-hmm. I think. I think Nicolas Cage even has a cameo in the movie as well. It's again, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, that's but, a lot of star power. But it's one of those ones that Daniel Craig, I remember, is in the movie as well. Um, it's just it's one of those movies that it just it's never left my head. And it will be a rewatch at some point relatively soon because yeah. it, it needs to be. So. I think I've I did rewatch it, but it's probably it's probably been 15 years. It's, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest to you. There, there is going to be an episode of Wilhelm sometime in the future of uh, uh, favorite Tom Hanks movies. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, that's going to be that's going to be hard too. that's going to be a chore in itself. Yeah. Road to Perdition, I can already tell you, is in my top five. It wow. is one of my favorite Tom Hanks films of all time. So. Uh, let's move on then to number four. What have you got? All right. Number four is a little film called Goodfellas. And also in my top five, but not at top four. So, okay. Well, we'll get to it. So (laughs) this is a 1990 film directed by shocker Martin Scorsese starring Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, Lorraine Bracco, Paul Sorvino, Frank Vincent, who also played a very similar role in The Sopranos we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And Michael Imperioli also played in The Sopranos, but plays a really great but brief role as Spider, probably one of the more well-known 
scenes in the movie. Um, Goodfellas is based on the novel of Nicholas Pileggi. It's called Wise Guy, and it's the real life story of Henry and Karen Hill and their life, their life uh, in the crime family of New York City in the 60s and 70s. Um, this is on your top five. This was at number. This is this is also in my this is also in my top five. This is number three. Number three. Yeah. So a spot higher than yours, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That's just, you know, um, um, some notable yeah. mentions in this film is it highlights the real life famous robbery of the Luf- Lufthansa cargo terminal heist mm-hmm. at JFK International Airport in 1978. It's probably um, a lot of the mob movies are not based on real life, but some of them are. And this was one that was based loosely on the Irish Hill gang in South Boston. Yeah, I think I mean, I think there's a, a little bit of elements of reality in almost every mob mm-hmm. movie. Um, but I mean, some of the a lot of them take creative liberties. Yeah. And I think Goodfellas is one of the ones that is is more based on actual events than than not. Yeah. Um, I thought Joe Pesci kind of stole the show in oh, Goodfellas. As Pesci the, absolutely steals yeah, the show in this movie. As the kind of sociopath Tommy. <laughs> and we just got to mention a shine box and that's all it takes. <sighs> yes. Um, a couple tidbits about this was I thought that was really interesting was Martin Scorsese stated it. And this is kind of funny coming from 2021 eyes. He stated that he had sworn off gangster movies, <laughs> <laughs> but then he got wind of Nicholas Pileggi's book and he immediately cold called him and said, I've been waiting for this book my entire life. And the author stated, I've been waiting for this phone call my entire life. <laughs> um and I actually kind of soured on this movie for a while just because I had read a lot about Henry Hill and he seemed such a loathsome character. And I think he got a lot of kind of undeserved fame for the movie. And that, I don't know, somehow that turned me off a little bit, but he's gone now and the movie is amazing. And so I, don't let that affect me any longer. Well, I mean, and that's not, uh, you know, that's not the only, I, I completely get that. Like when, when an actual notorious criminal ends up getting fame mm-hmm. because of them telling his story, whether it's, you know, commercialized or, you know, creative liberties, it still brings attention to that character. Yes. You know, so, I mean, you're right. Maybe it would have been a movie that would have been better served after Henry Hill was already gone so that this way he didn't get as much attention to it. But, you know, it, it is what it is. It's, yeah. you know, there's actually a movie in my honorable mentions that's very similar to that. It was actually about an actual character who ended up getting a lot of fame out of it. And, you know, and it's because of the movie that yeah. was made about them. And a lot of true to life, um, like people that were involved in this case, real life people stated that his book was over exaggerated and that he wasn't as major of a character in all of this than he that he portrayed. Um, but, you know, this this is 
fictional. It's it's loosely based on real life, but it is a fictional show. And I thought it was so well done. And whatever they got from all of that translated so well to the screen. So I'm appreciative of that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and whether or not you liked Henry Hill as a person, Ray Liotta is just a magnificent actor portraying that role. I mean, it's one of those it's one of those roles that he does that even though there's no there's nothing done to change his physical appearance or every yeah. or anything. He still disappears into that character. He does. You yeah. don't realize you're watching Ray Liotta. You think you're watching Henry Hill. Yep. Yeah. And he did a great job. I mean, this is just an all star cast. Amazing. And when you mention Ray Liotta, most people like Goodfellas is the very first thing they think of. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. because he did so well portraying that character. A couple other little tidbits I thought was funny about the movie is Tommy's mother is played by Martin Scorsese's mother, Catherine Scorsese. I did know that. I did not know that until I just looked it up. I thought that was really great. And um, this one also has a great soundtrack. I love it. I don't remember. I mean, I remember the soundtrack being good, but I don't remember off the top of my head. any. It's good. I'd, I'd put that on and play it when you're not busy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, let me see. That's the beauty of it is even though, even when I'm busy, I always have time for music. Put it on the car. Yeah. It's it's on in the car or on the computer while I'm working on other things. So it's, you know, I always have time for music. So there's, I can definitely look it up. And I think, I think, I don't remember if Goodfellas came up as an honorable mention for either Steve or I during the soundtrack. Episode. It did. It did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did I bring it up or did Steve bring it up? Steve brought it up. I thought so. Okay. Because yep. I, I figured I would have. Yeah. I, remember. well, I would have remembered if I did. Yep. It's a great soundtrack. So. It's not my best on this list, but it's good. Nice. Um, so my number four, oddly enough, you bring up Martin Scorsese, who <laughs> said he was done with mob movies. Before I know, right? Good fellas. Um, my number four is a little movie called The Departed <laughs> from 2006. This is my number one. This, okay. <laughs> it is. I won't dive too deep into it then. I'll save some of it for when we get to number one so that you can can kind of explore into it too. But I mean, this is one of those movies that had me from the trailer, even before I saw it. I mean, you look at, you already have me sold with Scorsese behind it. But I mean, you look at the casting alone, Martin Sheen, Jack Nicholson, uh, Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon, Leo DiCaprio. It's, it literally is a who's who mm-hmm. of anybody who has ever worked with Scorsese for starters. Like this is basically Scorsese pulling everybody he's loved working with into one film and making that film about the one thing he loves making film about. And that's crime. And it's kind of hilarious that 14, 16 years ago, he was saying he was done with mobster movies. <laughs> And I'm and I know he's made a number since then. Yeah. Uh yes. I actually I think he did was did Scorsese do the Irishman? Uh I'm not sure. I I'm, know De Niro and Pacino was in it. It seems like that would be fitting. Yeah, I I'm, I'm he did. I'm looking at it of now. Of course he did. Of course he did the Irishman. <laughs> I yep. think he's not done. Well, I mean, I, you know, just again, like looking at his look at you know, the Irishman. Uh, Boardwalk Empire, which was another amazing HBO series about crime in like the 20s and 30s in Atlantic City. 
Yeah, I haven't so, seen that, but it's on my list. It's so good. Yeah, it's uh, a it's a commitment though. It's a lot of hours. Of, it is, but I will yeah. tell you, boot like you when when you say like, oh, it's a it's a crime series, and Steve Buscemi is the lead. <sighs> like, who's amazing. Also, okay. in the Sopranos, and he's, and he's phenomenal. Yeah, like, he's phenomenal in the lead of that. Um, you know, you look at you know the Departed, Shutter Island, Gangs of New York, mm-hmm. uh, Casino. Good fella, like yeah, he's the color of money, which in many ways is a crime yep. movie. Uh, he's just he, yep. he loves crime, and yeah, and he's he's great at it. He's good at it. He's yeah, really good at it. So yeah, so I there was no way I there are probably some people out there who would say The Departed should be higher on my list, but that would be me. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's your number one. Yeah. And and I'll let you go into it a little bit more when we get to that too, which uh will be shortly. But yeah, I just I couldn't go and not include the departed in my top five. It had to be in there. It was one of those ones that I looked at and I was like, Yep, this is no movie will be bumping this out of my top five. Yeah. So um top three now. Where do you stand with your number three? All right, number three is Scarface. This is the one I mentioned I have never seen before. What? Right? That's your homework. It is. It's the one movie I know I should I should have seen at this point. How did you escape the 80s without that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I well, let's not forget too that I was also born in 79. So at no point in the 80s was I <laughs> so, old enough to watch Scarface. So you were four when it came out. Yeah. So I, at, <laughs> at, at no point in in the 80s was I old enough to watch Scarface. Yeah, I, I certainly didn't see it at the theater, but I definitely saw this. I mean, I this was uh, middle school and high school years for me. So I definitely know I saw it on VHS fairly early as a teenager. Uh, 1983, directed by Brian De Palma and screenplay is by Oliver Stone. Starring Al Pacino, of course, Stephen Bauer, Michelle Pfeiffer, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. I'm going to say her name wrong. Mastrantonio. Yep. Robert Loggia, Paul Shannon. Robert Loggia. Yeah, Loggia. <laughs> tells the story of Tony Montana, who came from the gutter as a Cuban convict released from prison during the Marielle exodus of 1980, which is all real history that happened. Uh, Cuba emptied out their prisons and Jimmy Carter accepted them all, um, finds himself in a Florida refugee refugee camp, and he climbs himself up to be the cocaine king of Florida. Um, just a couple tidbits about this. I mean, it's so well known, <clears throat> well quoted. So many people know the scenes and quotes from this. It originally received an X rating. They made some cuts and resubmitted, came back with an X again, and then a third time again, uh, Brian De Palma asked for a hearing and brought in a panel of experts, including real narcotics officers who stated that not only was it an accurate portrayal of real life in the drug underworld, but that it was actually an anti-drug film and needed to be publicized. So the um, MPSS finally agreed to have the third cut accepted with an R rating. However, Brian De Palma didn't think anybody would notice. So he just submitted the original cut, (laughs) never told anyone about it. 
until after the the uh, video release had already gone through. So no one knew that. That's awesome. I didn't know that either. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I thought that was really just it's just fascinating. Um, this is a great movie uh, over the top. I mean, how much more over the top can you get than Tony Montana? Yeah. Just so well done. Um, Steven Spielberg was a longtime friend of Brian De Palma, and he directed one of the finale shots that probably a lot of people remember. It's a low angle shot where the attackers first enter the house in the finale. Um, and I was going to ask, what is your favorite quotable moment of Scarface? <laughs> but I won't. But I think like say hello to your little to my, say little, hello friend to my little friend yep. is is classic. Um, you know, I don't know if you ever um, watched Entourage. Oh, yeah. But they quoted this a lot. And Adrian Grenier does does a imitation of him where he says, I come from the gutter. And it's just great. I love that. Uh, it's yeah, there's a uh, it's funny. I mean, like, even though I've never seen Scarface, it is so engulfed in pop culture at mm -hmm. this point. So many people have mimicked it or spoofed it or paid homage to it <laughs> yeah. in so many different ways. I mean, like there's I mean, there there's a, anybody who's who's familiar with the group Lonely Island, which is Andy Samberg's group from SNL. I mean, they even did a video where they were talking like they had Michael Bolton singing about Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. And in that in that video, he mimics Tony Montana as Scarface. I mean, so like, yeah, it's, it's great. It's it's engulfed in in pop culture in so many ways that it still does surprise me that I've never seen it. Yes, surprises me. And I just uh, for some reason. So I have homework to do. Yes. Uh, it will be the top of my list because I know there are probably people listening who are thinking the same thing you are in like, yeah. how have you never seen? You don't deserve a movie podcast. You've never seen Scarface. And it's it's quite I think it's pretty long. It's a long it's movie. two hours and 50 minutes long, Yeah. which for <laughs> 1983. Yeah, that's that was unheard of. Mm hmm. Like there, there are not movies that long that from that far, you know, from that far back. Mm -hmm. I mean, the earliest movie I can think of before that was like, I think Titanic, which was 90, 97. Yep. I think. And yeah. that was almost three hours long. Yeah. 83. Yeah. That was, that was a while ago. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. It was four years old. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but. It, it is on my my Wendy Eppers homework list <laughs> uh, right below Mean Girls. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, which, ben, which you, you have also that. you also yes. told me to put on my list. Definitely. So, no, that's I had a feeling that was going to be in your top three, which is one of the reasons why yeah. I didn't mention it early on. I yes. wanted to wait to see where it was going to come up because I yep. knew I knew if it wasn't in your top five, it would be <laughs> Yeah, I you have to put it on here. You have to. It'll be in my homework. I yep. actually it's funny because I have um, I have a playlist on my computer that I created with Wilhelm that I just called it Wilhelm. And it's pretty much anytime there's a movie that I want to revisit or I need to watch for the first time, I add it into that playlist. Yeah. So I'm actually keeping track. I mean, this will be the eighth episode and there already are probably a good 10 movies in there. Wow. Um. Not just from like that movies that might have come up 
in conversation, not necessarily in top fives or honorable mentions, but might have mm-hmm. been mentioned, you know, in conversation. So I'm keeping track of everything because um, that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast. Is I- yeah, I think listening to these podcasts make makes me realize how many I have missed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's the point. Like, I don't want to I, I want to be introduced to movies I've never seen before, but I want to also introduce people to movies they might not have seen before. So I will add Scarface to the Wilhelm playlist Good. and I will move it towards the top okay. because I even I find it wrong mm-hmm. that I have not seen this movie. I w- I'd like to know if it holds up, too, because it is pretty dated. You're talking like when almost, you watch it, it's dated. Yeah, so I mean, you're talking 30, yeah. yeah, 37 years. Yeah. You know, so. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I will let you know. I will let you know when I watch it. Uh, my number three, we kind of already talked about and dove into. And that was Goodfellas. Um, I really don't know how much more I can say about it that we kind of already didn't. Because it's just it's a movie that speaks for itself. You know, Ray Liotta stands out. Joe Pesci stands out. Pesci is just, I need to add to the list of topics a Joe Pesci episode of Will. Yeah. Like, this is the role of lifetime for Pesci. Like, oh, absolutely. He, 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 yeah. He put it, everything. And, and, you know, it was interesting when I was reading some of the trivia on it. He said that he would ad lib like in rehearsal, but then he would record himself doing that. And then he would, create that as part of the script you know so it was a lot of effort went into that he's he is incredibly clever when it comes to his act Mm -hmm. i mean let's not forget i mean obviously like my cousin Vinny Mm -hmm. and such but you look at movies like home alone and home alone 2 with pesci like you look at the character of of the characters of harry and marv um you know and Ha- like he played Harry, one of the bandits, and he does that like the talking under <laughs> and the how that came to be was because he was constantly cursing or wanted to curse on set because that's what he's used to doing in right. all these movies. And they had to kept telling him, like, no, this is a family film. You cannot swear in this movie. So that's his way. That was how he got past it. Yeah, by making those sounds like that was Pesci cursing just in Pesci language. He's very talented. You can really see it. He really I mean, he's not somebody who's just showing up and reading lines. He's create he's crafting it to be better than it was. Yeah, exactly. And I I I mentioned it already, but I love my cousin Vinny. (laughs) <laughs> yes. The movie is so good. I didn't even think about that one. God, it's yeah. So good. I don't know if it qualifies for mob or anything, but it's sort of, yeah. It's still a great movie. It's so good. Uh that brings us into our top two favorite films. Uh, what have you got for number two? All right. I think this one's on yours as well. We'll find it's out. It's the Godfather. It is in an honorable mention. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, so I I almost didn't go there because it's so the epitome of mafia movies. It's so iconic. It's yeah. Like... But I felt like I had to. Um, and I would like to make mine be the chronological movie. So I've seen a lot of networks and I'm sure there's like a VHS edition of it as well. Will air um, Godfather one and two. I think they just pretend like three doesn't exist. 
and they air it in chronological order. They put the scenes in chronological order. And I think I've watched that several times and it's really good. And I think that's the best telling of the Godfather. It's, it's the Godfather trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it is the, it's, I'm pretty sure the third movie is, there are scenes from the third movie included, okay. but it's not the full third movie. Right. Because the running time of that is seven hours. <laughs> um, yeah, I have cool. watched it as well. And some people might know what I'm mentioning and others not. Um, it is on my server. Great. Yeah. So, um, and I, I really, I actually like the old stuff better than anything. The, you know, the, 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 the um, telling of the story of how the Godfather came to be. Mm-hmm. I think that's really fascinating. Uh, I love that. So it's, you know, Francis Ford Coppola who um, wrote the Godfather one, and then he wrote Godfather two as well. Um, directed. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It was written by, Mario Puzo. Yes. Um, but Francis Ford Coppola wrote the second one starring Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, James Caan, Robert Duvall, Diane Keaton, Talia Shire. So good. Um, and the second one was um, Robert De Niro as well. Right. Yes. Yep. Um, so just kind of the epitome of mafia movies. And I think probably what got, all mafia movies started becoming so popular. Have you read the book? I have not read the book. The I book have been, is great. I have been curious as to if I, if I, if I wanted to like, I, it has been, it, it's been something I've, I've thought about. I just haven't done it yet. Um, I will tell you uh, a cool piece of trivia for whether you know it or not, yeah. or some other people might not know it. Uh, there is a uh, there is a part of the Godfather films that resides here in Philadelphia, where I'm from. Uh, the Mashulu boat in on the Delaware River, which is now a restaurant, is the is the boat. I believe it's in the Godfather Part Two, where you see Vito Corleone come to America. Oh wow! The That's boat, cool. The boat that he is on was the Mashulu, which is now a restaurant in Phil- in the Philadelphia um, down on the river. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. And I've been yeah. I've been on the Mashulu and it's wow. As a movie buff, like it's kind of cool to be mm-hmm. like, oh, like I'm standing on a piece of cinema history and eating dinner. Yeah. And 1972, like that was earlier than almost everything else on our list. Uh, yeah, 1972, I think, is yeah. the earliest of anything mm-hmm. I have on my list, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. Um, 19. Nope, I do. I have one earlier in my honorable mentions. OK, I have one movie that's a little bit earlier in my honorable mentions. Uh, that's a good one. I, I there is a reason why The Godfather is in my honorable mentions and not in my top five. Uh, <laughs> but we will we will get to that shortly. OK. Uh, my number two is a movie uh, when we were preparing to record this, I said that there's one movie in my top five that you might not have ever heard of before. It is a movie that when you look online and you look at like the top gangster movies of all time, it doesn't even make IMDb's top 100. Oh, wow. But I love this movie. Uh, I've seen it 
more times than I can count. And I, I saw it in theaters the weekend it opened. Uh, it's a movie from 1996 called Last Man Standing. Never even heard of it. Uh, a drifting gunslinger for hire finds himself in the middle of an ongoing war between the Irish and Italian mafia in a prohibition era ghost town. It is a mafia movie mixed with a Western. Uh, and it stars Bruce Willis, uh, Bruce Dern, Christopher Walken, Michael Imperioli, uh, Ken Jenkins, Leslie Mann, uh, John wow. Paxton, Robert uh, Patrick Kilpatrick, who I've actually had on my Spotlight podcast before. And now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I even brought up this movie, which is a shame. Uh, William Sanderson, it has an amazing cast and it is just a... Who would have thought that mixing a mafia movie with a Western and Bruce Willis and Bruce Willis <laughs> would would be um, and Christopher now, now that you say it, it does seem a little familiar. Like, I don't think I've seen it, but I, I can see a picture in my head with Willis. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and Bruce Willis is the lead character who mm -hmm. just goes by John Smith. He doesn't never reveals his name in the entire movie. Uh, he is the the go between like he's the, the drifter that comes into town while there is this war between Irish and Italian mafias together and he kind of brilliantly not to give anything away but like brilliantly plays both sides so that he can end up ultimately victorious over both yeah. and it's it's so brilliantly written <clears throat> uh, it was directed by Walter Hill who really even to this day hasn't done much he's done some episodes of deadwood which is kind of fitting when you look at last man standing being in a western setting um it, it's kind of it's based on akira kurosawa who did like seven samurai uh it's based on a story that akira kurosawa did i just can't remember the name of the story um for the life of me and christopher walken is is amazing in the movie as well yeah he, he has no dialogue at least and I now i have to watch this this is I, all my homework i don't think he has any dialogue i think until the end of the movie like he's he's almost a mime the like for most of the film wow um it's it's just it's it's worth a watch I, for the life of me, don't know how it's not on any top 100. I don't see how it didn't at least make the top 100. Um, hmm. But but there are a ton of other great movies out there, so it might have just, just missed the list. Yeah. So um, that brings us to our number ones. Now, we already know yours, which is The, the Departed. The Departed, yeah. Um, but I'm going to... You know, tell us a little bit. Tell me a little bit more about why you chose it and what you love about it. I love this movie. It's probably one of like if I had to pick top 10 movies, which would be really hard. This would probably be on it. It, it won four Oscars, including best picture, best director, best writing. But of course, Leonardo DiCaprio did not get a best Oscar. No, for this. he got cheated <laughs> out of it. Um, it's the only remake of a foreign film to win an Oscar for Best Picture. Um, the film is a remake of the 2002 Hong Kong film called Internal Affairs. Mm -hmm. um, which is also which is also a really good watch if you ever have an opportunity I have to watch it. it. And, I, and, and this made me want to. Yeah. 
Um, I, I just think it's such a stellar cast. I love this role. I love Leonardo DiCaprio in this. Like Matt Damon's amazing also. And we don't see Matt Damon play a bad guy too often. And this was a real bad guy. Yeah. Um, and I think the attention to detail in this movie is amazing. To me, it's like Scorsese just built on all of his other movies and kind of perfected uh, his gangster telling in here. Um, Mark Wahlberg has a smaller role, but just steals every scene he is in. Love him in this movie. And I think I love movies that have the balls to resist the Hollywood ending. And this one does that so well. Um, I, I can't even say like there's one scene that does it. Like every turn of the movie is very unexpected. Just as soon as you think you know where the movie's going, it You're, switches yeah. up on you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it just kills off main developed characters mid, you know, right in the middle of, of the movie. Yeah, and you're so shocked. It pulls no punches whatsoever. I mean, it's it's one no. of those movies that like you have to tell people, like, don't get used to anyone no. in this movie. And you think like, um, and again, this is spoiler alerts, but you think the scene where Jack Nicholson dies is like, well, that's the end, but it just keeps going. <laughs> and the climactic scene with DiCaprio and Damien and uh, Damon and Anthony Anderson and James Badge Dale is so tense and so unexpected. And it just has the balls to go to that and uh, to that non Hollywood ending that I thought was just so important for this movie to keep the status that that it has. Yeah, it. I mean, it's again, it's it's a movie rightfully so that it should be higher on my list than just number four. Well, it's it's got a lot of competition, but for me, it, it's number one. Um, I just love it. I, it it never gets old. Every time I see it on my cable lineup, I have to turn it on. Love it. It's getting added to the Wilhelm playlist because <laughs> it's one I need to go back and rewatch. Because yeah, I, I have I, seen it recently. It's good. I don't think I've watched it probably in probably the past 10 years oh no i definitely have and it's, the, it's the soundtrack while. is top notch as well oh like like yeah. i said when i said that the movie had me from the trailer mm -hmm. rolling stones mm -hmm. in the trailer that was like okay i'm in like I, yeah that was all i needed to be in yeah it's got and a give, great give me shelter from the rolling stones yep. is an amazing mm -hmm. song use it in a scorsese trailer yep <laughs> that's it you're done I, i'm sold i that's yeah. all i need so so that's my number one. It's great. Uh, so my number one, uh, I mentioned earlier how the Godfather is in my honorable mentions list. And the reason for that is because my number one is the Godfather part two. I can see that. I, I don't get me wrong. I love the Godfather. I think it is an outstanding movie to me. I think the Godfather part two slightly outshines it. Um, it's probably been about 15 years since I've seen any Godfather movie. So I, I can't really dive into too many particulars because it is out of memory a little bit, but it's in enough memory to know that even when I watched them, I, every time I watch them. And when I say them, I mean one and two, cause I don't watch three. I don't watch three at all. Yeah. Um, I just recently, there was a marathon on TV that 
I certainly didn't sit there and watch it the whole time, but I watched a good portions of it. And, and two is definitely up there. It's, it's great movie. Yeah. I just, I mean, I just, I like the the story of Michael and, Mm -hmm. you know, the expansion of the crime family. And it's just, I think each movie has iconic moments in their own, but story-wise, I think just Godfather part two is just a stronger Mm -hmm. movie. Not by much, yeah. but it's, to me, it's a stronger movie. And I think the scenes of when um, the Godfather was young <clears throat> and just coming to America, I think those are probably some of my favorite scenes in the whole trilogy. Yeah, I mean, and that, yeah. those are the scenes I mentioned earlier yep. with the Mishulu, yeah. um, you know, with the Mishulu ship is, yeah, those yeah. are... That's that's another reason I think like I think that was another reason why when I actually stepped foot on the Mishulu, I was kind of like, wow, like this is mm-hmm. I'm on the ship that Vito Corleone came to America. on. Like, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I just I just think they're both amazing movies. And you're right. Like, it's kind of like it seems almost cliche to put a Godfather movie in a top spot. Um, like whether it be top one or top two or top three, but you have to, but you have to like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's cliche, but it's cliche for yeah. a reason because those movies are just, you know, you look at Godfather part one was 1972. Godfather part two was 74. So only two years later. Yeah. Godfather part two is three hours and 20 minutes. Um, You know, when you look at those two movies, there hasn't been a movie since crime or otherwise that I think has come close to being as good of a movie. Yeah. So, I mean, Godfather, nothing is epic. I mean, Godfather and Godfather part two, not only deserve to be number in the top three of favorite crime films, there's arguments to be made. They deserve to be in the top three films of all time and and let's face it here most of these movies that we've talked about end with the main character dying that's usually how it happens in the mob unfortunately and and the godfather was one of those that didn't so that made it kind of special and that was able to have the um other sequels yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, I couldn't, while the Godfather part one was an honorable mention, the reason behind it was I didn't want to take two spots in my top five mm-hmm. for two Godfather movies. So I was like, all right, I'll take my favorite of the two, put that in my top five and the other one will get knocked on. Yeah. I wanted to do the chronological. <laughs> that was, that was a good way to do yeah. it. I don't know why I didn't think to do yeah. the same thing. Be- I just really because don't. I enjoyed, I remember I was so tickled when they did that the first time. And I was like, well, this is awesome. Yeah. And and um, so that's always been my favorite way to watch it. And um, not they don't usually it's only once in a while that they'll actually show it that way. I think it. I, I'm trying to remember. I, I think it was TNT that did it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what network showed it, but I do remember when it was shown. And I do remember like seeing the advertisements for it. And it was like, oh, this is going to be like with commercials. It's like a 10 hour, like a 10 hour, di- like all day event. And I'm like, who wants to sit for 10 hours to watch it? And then I remember <laughs> starting it and I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's still more. Oh, yeah. There's still seven hours to go. I'm in like 
I got commercial breaks to take bathroom breaks. I'm good. Yeah. I, and I'll turn a lot of that on like while I'm cooking or cleaning or something. So I'll just, it's in the background. Yeah. The departed was a, um, show that I watched all the time in the background while I was studying for nursing school, because you can't, I have to have background noise. I, I can't have silence and you, you can't have something that you're actually like, um, you haven't seen before because you'll sit and watch it. Yeah. You won't so, get any work done. So the departed was something I would always turn on because it was long and it was kind of quiet. The speaking was kind of quiet. And so that yeah, got me see, through like, nursing school. But see, even though I've seen it, the departed is such an engaging movie. Yeah. That I, I, that's a movie I couldn't even put on in the background because I would sit and watch it. Yeah. Well, every I time. Had, yeah. I had enough of it that I was able to do it. For me, it's like the Shawshank Redemption. Like the Shawshank Redemption, I can't mm -hmm. put on as a background movie. I will sit and watch it. Yeah. You find yourself intrigued yeah. all over it's, again. The Shawshank Redemption, I mentioned as on the very first episode of Wilhelm, is my favorite movie of all time. So uh, there's wow. no way if I'm watching it, if it's on, yeah. I'm watching it. Yeah. You know, it's not background. You know, I'm watching it. That's a show that has a lot of layers, too. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And another amazing cast as well. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll come up again in future episodes of Wilhelm. <laughs> There's always the Morgan Freeman episode. Yep. Or the Tim Robbins episode. Wow. Uh, cool. So, yeah, the great top five from, you know, from, from your end. And I'm pretty proud of mine. Uh, but let's knock out some honorable mentions. These are these are ones we don't have to dive into. We can just kind of list off a couple here and there. Sure. Um, and, you know, these are ones that didn't necessarily make our top five and, and such. So um, what's one or two that you have on your honorable mentions list? How about 1997 Donnie Brasco? That is on mine as well. Johnny Depp. Yep. It is another great movie that that mm -hmm. is. Uh, Almost made my top five. Kind of one of Johnny Depp's first real serious roles. True. Yeah. Because yeah. before that, it was like, what's eating Gilbert Grape yep. and, mm -hmm. and such. So, yeah, that was a, was a big turn in his career to do something mm -hmm. like that. And I think he did a great job with that. I do, too. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I, one of my honorable mentions is another Johnny Depp film uh, from 2015, Black Mass where he yes. played Whitey Bulger. Yes, I have not seen that. That's going on my list. That is one of the... That and I, the I'm a little obsessed with Whitey Bulger, so yeah. That is the movie I mentioned earlier where I said it was based on an, an actual character and it brought fame to that yep. character. Um, because yeah. I, I think at the time Black Mass had come out was being filmed and released in theaters because I think it says it at the end. He was still at large. He was still at large. Yeah. And then it yeah. wasn't until shortly afterwards he was found. And I think he's since passed. Well, he was killed almost immediately. Oh, that, in prison. Yeah. 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 But yeah, at the time Black Mass was released in theaters, mm -hmm. he was still at large. He was still not found. Yeah. He lived on the lamb for a lot for like 20 25 years yeah something crazy and it's a role that i will be completely on i mean there are there are definitely prosthetics involved to make johnny depp look more like whitey bulger mm -hmm. and depp always he dives into characters yes like he dives really deep into characters. he brings it and this is another one of those roles that like it wasn't even 20 minutes into the movie you forget it's johnny depp yep you, where you are watching whitey bulger yep and it's, it's I have an, to put that on my list. Yep. You really should. I saw it in theaters and I was blown away at how good it was. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, it's like they portray his character so well and make him kind of so intimidating and frightening because I didn't know anything about Whitey Bulger going into the movie. Uh, anything I learned from Whitey Bulger, I first learned from Black Mass. And mm -hmm. at the end of the movie, when they show the caption, like to this day, Whitey Bulger is still at large. That actually frightened me a little bit. Yeah. It was like, this well, and it's kind of is still alive. And in the US, like yeah. that's kind of amazing that he was able to get away with that for as long as he was. That's yeah. kind of there's, you know, we we have people that have fled the country and they're in Colombia or Mexico or Brazil. But this is somebody that was living in California. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of crazy. So, yeah. That's yeah. If you have not seen Black Mass, that's one to add to your list for sure. Yeah. So uh, what's another on your honorable mentions? All right. So the honorable mention that caused me the most pain of not putting <laughs> on my list was the freshman. Have you yes. ever seen that? Yes. Matthew Broderick. 1990. Matthew Broderick um, and Marlon and, and, Brando. And Brando. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to put it on my top five so badly, but one had to go and this is the one that made it. But I love this. I thought it was hilarious. Um, when you said you had another comedy on your list, I had a feeling <laughs> yeah. that's because when I said I added two comedies to mine, the freshman was one of them. Yeah, I loved this. And um, it's a hilarious movie. It's the best of Broderick. I also thought it's almost a parody of mafia movies. And in the movie, they actually play clips of Godfather 2. Um, Broderick is in film class. He plays a student in film class and they're watching clips of Godfather 2. I thought that was hilarious. Um, Gianna Russi, who plays played Carlo in Godfather, is in it. And Bruno Kirby, who played a young Clemenza in Godfather mm -hmm. 2, is in it. Yep. I, I just, this was one that I think my husband and I actually saw in the theaters back in 90 and we both loved it and thought it was hilarious. It's such a great movie that I haven't seen probably in about 20 years. Yeah, I haven't but, either. But the moment you said I have mm -hmm. a comedy, the first thing I thought of was the freshman. I thought it was really funny. I, I uh, in the notes, it said that the um, director, Andrew Bergman, um, the whole time he wrote this movie, he thought that only Marlon Brando could play that role. And so he begged Brando to do the movie. Brando invited him over to his house where he said like Brando was just this like stream of consciousness talking mm -hmm. for two days. And finally, he said, well, what about the movie? And Brando said he didn't think he could do the movie because he felt like the part was too close to The Godfather. And so Bergman came up with this idea on the fly that Brando's role would be that he would be the real life person that the movie, the Godfather was based on. And somehow Brando just went with that and was like, okay, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. It's so, <laughs> it's so well done. It's, yeah. it's definitely getting added to the playlist of a movie I need to revisit. Yeah, me too. Cause all I remember, like uh, from what I remember most about the movie is the fact that like they're sending Matthew Broderick's character on like, on on trips like it's something yes. they're sending him on a task that like he needs to do yeah and he thinks it's one thing while it's something like completely innocent yeah. 
because he knows the family is like mob connected. So he right. thinks he's going to do these nefarious things. But in reality, like he's going to pick up, I think like it's a kimono dragon. Yeah, And it was like something. This, yeah, it was this hilarious premise that the mob was sponsoring a feast where all the animals were actually extinct. Yeah. And so people would pay a lot of money to eat them. So they're going to eat this Komodo dragon. It was just like, who thinks up this stuff? Yeah, it's so well done. Yeah. I'm glad that's in your honorable mentions. Too, yeah. When you mentioned comedy, like I said, that was one of the first ones yep. I went to. Uh, another the other comedy, though, that I added to mine uh, because we were at, talking about comedies, Johnny Dangerously. Not all about <laughs> John, that one. Johnny Dangerously with Michael Keaton, Griffin Dunn. Yep. Uh, oh, God. So Danny DeVito. Uh, so many characters. I've seen it, but it's been I think I only saw it the ones. Now, I mean, you, you talk about like how the, there was the thought that the freshman could be a spoof of the Godfather. Mm -hmm. Johnny Dangerously is absolutely a spoof. <laughs> Like there's there's no question right. about it. It is a spoof movie of mob films. Yeah. Um, I forget. Like, uh, God, Bob, Bob Hale, I think was played who's Skipper in Gilligan's Island, right? I, yeah. And, and he's in Johnny Dangerously as well. He's like the calling all cars guy. Wow. In in um in the movie, and he's like he's fantastic. And um, oh God, it's just it's so good. I couldn't I couldn't not bring it up. It doesn't obviously it's very different from any other mafia movie we've talked about so far, but I think it counts. Yeah, yeah. I think it counts. What else uh, do you have? Do you have more? Oh, I have more. Um, I have about four more, but if you have more, let's no. what's what's another one on your on your side? Um, so I think one that I came pretty close to putting on my top five was the untouchables. Yes, that's I was so like I I wanted it in my top five mm -hmm. so oh. bad because I mean you Kevin Costner and Sean Connery like yeah all-star cast it that's I mean yeah. but again De Niro Garcia uh -huh. <laughs> like it's I mean yep De Niro is probably in most of the movies we have mentioned yeah. today so it's a pretty it's a pretty um it's a pretty bleak, um, you know, movie pretty, you know, um, I think that's probably why I didn't have it up there is it, it's kind of dark and bleak, but it was so good. And, and also based on real life. Yeah. Yeah. Based on actual yeah. events. I mean, mm -hmm. and you look at, um, you know, we mentioned in Scarface about like the whole say hello to my little friend and how there are <laughs> moments that that are engulfed in pop culture. Um, mm -hmm. That baby stroller down the staircase scene in Untouchables yes. is it is another one that has been done in other films, whether paid homage to or spoofed or whatever. It's a famous scene. Wasn't from that, that movie. done in um, Batman? in the Joker or something like that. I don't remember. I think it was. I sort of remember that. I know it was done in a yeah. spoof movie as well. And I, yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's either one of the naked gun movies or mm -hmm. it might've been spy hard with Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> I can't remember what spoof movie it was, yep. but I know it's been spoofed before too. Um, I want to say it's a hot shots movie, but that could even be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely need to do a spoof movie episode of uh, yeah. of Wilhelm as well. But yeah, 
Godfather is absolutely on my list as, as yep. well. Like it could not be. Um, I mentioned a movie that was older than The Godfather, uh, only by a year, and that is The French Connection. Didn't even think of that one. French Connection with Gene Hackman mm-hmm. and uh, Roy Scheider. Um, just a phenomenal movie. It's just, um, you know, it's about New York cops um, in with narcotics um, and just fighting like the, the French that come in for like drug smuggling. What year is that? 1971. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I always find it fascinating to, I don't know why I find it fascinating, but I love it when I find movies that are from before my time that I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. You know, I think more people should, should explore movies from before. Yep their time especially the younger generation Mm -hmm. if you were born in the 90s please watch movies from before 1990 (laughs) yeah because there's so many great movies from before that time yep um but yeah i love like i mean like even going back even further like these aren't crime movies but like some of my favorite movies like one of my favorite i i really haven't said this much but one of it's a movie that would probably be in my top 10 favorite movies of all time is arsenic and old lace which is going going back? I've seen that going back to like the nineteen thirties, nineteen forties with Jimmy Stewart. Like, um, yeah, it's. I love like it doesn't matter what time period a movie was made. A good movie is a good movie. I just put the Marathon Man on my request list. I saw that. That's yeah. great. Have you seen that? I in years. Yeah, I mean it's That's been a years great since movie. I've seen yeah, it. I don't know why that just came to me. <laughs> so. I, I mean, that. it's a shame that Hackman retired from acting, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is Hackman in his heyday. It's oh yeah, French Connection is just a it's a phenomenal film. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's another one? Um, analyze this. Oh, great movie! <laughs> Did you have that on your list? I didn't. Yeah, I thought that's just such a great comedy. You have to include that. Hey, and guess who's yeah. in that movie? <laughs> De Niro. Weird. It's odd. I was thinking it? about that. Like, how many films has De Niro done that has mafia component in it? I mean, like, it's a lot. It, it, he he has some kind of either mafia crime, or if yeah. it's not mafia crime, there's something shady. Yeah. About his character. Yeah. I mean, even to the point where in Meet the Parents. There's a yep. shady element to his yeah. character in the first movie. Yep. Like, but he plays it so well. Yeah. He plays a pretty straight guy, but then it's like you don't know what else is there. Yeah. Yeah. The, I remember um I'm I'm looking it up now because I don't remember the name of it, but I remember there was one movie that had De Niro and Pacino that like they were really, really, really pushing it. Um, to be like this amazing movie. It's like, it's these two guys together, like headline in this movie, uh, Righteous Kill. Um, I haven't seen that. uh, And I remember watching it and thinking like, it's all right. Mm -hmm. It's not as great as you made it out to be. And I kind of predicted the ending halfway through, but it's all right. Um, You know, it's one of those things that like you think when you get like these two heavyweight people together for the first time to headline a movie, it's going to be amazing. Well, maybe if you got Scorsese behind it, it would have been amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But you were you were lacking some stuff to make it amazing. It's good. Not amazing. 
So, but oh god, analyze this and analyze that are great. Yes. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I just I just remember the scene where Billy Crystal like when they're in the therapy session and De Niro shoots the pillow. Yeah. And Billy Crystal's like, "Feel better?" He's like, "I do." And that's a great combination of people in there. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Lisa Kudrow, Billy Crystal, mm-hmm. De Niro. Oh, yeah. Lisa Kudrow. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> great movies. They, need to, they yeah. need to go on the list as well. They definitely need to go on the list as well. Um, I have one or two more. Okay. Uh, Once Upon a Time in America. Uh, that's on my list. With yep. Robert De Niro. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and, yep. But also Joe Pesci, Danny Aiello, James Woods uh, from 1984, I believe it was. Oh, was that 84? Wow. Yeah, but also another long mm-hmm. movie, like three, I think almost four hours long. That's crazy. Once Upon a Time in America. I it's, haven't seen that in a long time, but I remember that I really liked it. But I mean, it deals with the Jewish mob mm-hmm. in, in Prohibition time, and it's it's a fantastic movie. It's 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 De Niro playing mob in New York. It it's you know yep. it's a formula that works. So one I need to revisit as well. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm adding so many movies to this list <laughs> after this episode. Uh, what's uh, another? What's another, another one? Another on one side? I would add is Casino. Pesci, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's great. It's graphic. Very it's, graphic. It's jarring, um, but kind of you can't look away. It's it's great. I, that, I was a little, you know, I wanted that to be on my top five too, but I couldn't make that's, that happen. That's Sharon Stone as well, too, right? Yeah, Sharon Stone. Yeah. Yep, and she's great in that. Been year, it's been a number of mm-hmm. years since I've seen yeah. that as well. Yep. So, um, I have one more on my list, and then you can go through any others that you have on yours. Um, but the last one I have is one called from 2012, uh, called "Killing Them Softly" with Brad Pitt. This oh, I is, haven't um, seen that. It's uh, Brad Pitt, Ray Liotta, uh, and James Gandolfini. And it is, it's one of James Gandolfini's final roles as well in film. Wow. It, is, it, it is, quite honestly, it's probably one of Brad Pitt's best films. Hmm. It's really good. Um, I'm adding he, that to my list. He plays uh, a mob enforcer um, who's hired to, uh, to kind of restore order um, in the mob. Wow. And it's uh it's it seems it's like really, an unlikely role for Pitt. It it kind of is, but mm-hmm. what's weird about it too is like it's 2012, so it it's not like a, a telling from like years ago. So like it's not like a not like a 1920s mob story. Mm-hmm. It's a mob story that takes place in 2012. And oddly, it sounds weird, but it's a mob movie that takes place in like the housing bubble crash. Mm-hmm. Um, where financials really played a part in sure. everyday life, and it really plays into the movie. Um, it's really well done. It's it's one I highly recommend to people if you're a fan of those kind of movies, and and if you're a fan of Brad Pitt. I am. I yeah. So, uh, what have you got left on yours? I've I've knocked out mine. So the only only ones I have left are Pritzi's Honor which was Jack Nicholson, Kathleen Turner. I haven't seen it in years and years. I don't think I've ever seen it. I remember liking it a lot. Um, I thought that was really good. Bugsy, 1991, Warren Bugsy's Beatty, and Annette Benning. Yep. I think that's, 
I think that's where those two hooked up. It it seems par for Warren Beatty. Yeah, uh, 14 Oscar wins, including Best Picture and Best Actor. And that was really good. I, again, I haven't seen that in probably 15 years. But I remember I really liked it when it came out. Uh, and then Miller's Crossing, 1990. I feel like those l- late 80s, early 90s, there were a lot of mafia movies that yeah. came out. It was a popular one, genre. Yeah, that one was really good. Um, Albert Finney, John Turturro. Uh, I really liked that one. Totoro is one who should be in more mob movies, Mm -hmm. but he's Mm -hmm. not in as many as you think. Yeah. And this was, again, like a um, era piece back to prohibition. And that was pretty good. Um, uh, One I just thought of, too, that I don't know if it would qualify. I would think it would, um, even though it's actually a comic book movie. Um, Dick Tracy. Oh, yeah. It made me think yeah. of it when you mentioned Warren Beatty, yep. because, I mean, that's pretty much what he is. He's a cop yeah. facing the mob. Yep. So Dick Tracy would kind of work, too, as a mob movie. And um, I'll include this, the whole nine yards. I always enjoyed that. Oh, Bruce God. Willis. Bruce Willis and Matthew Perry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. The sequel was kind of not great. Whole ten yards was all right. The um, first one was pretty good. The first yeah. one is so good. Yeah, I liked it. That's another movie I have not seen in yep. a long time. Mm-hmm. Long time. Uh, it's a, Yeah, I have seen it. Like, I've seen it on reruns or something. Yeah. Uh, cool. That's a lot of great movies. I've, I've <laughs> yeah. added so many to the playlist just from this this episode. Um, but rightfully so. I mean, Mob is a is a it's a popular genre of film. You, when you first think about it, you think, oh, it's like Goodfellas and Scarface and Godfather. But when you get into it, there's a ton. There's a lot. Yeah. And there's a bunch we haven't even mentioned. I know. Like I said, there's a whole top 100 IMDb list. That's kind of crazy. And we've mentioned maybe 15, 20. Yeah. Like we're not even a quarter of the way through that list. Right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um. No, but that was great. I a lot of great movies talked about in yeah. this one. Um, before we get out of here, I I don't know. I you don't host or co-host any podcasts. I don't think at the moment. Not at the moment. I'm coming off of Handmaid's Tale, which was really um, a great experience to co-host that podcast. That's on House Podcastica, Handmaid's Tale edition, um, and that was just a great experience. Are you going to come back when the next season of House po- of uh, Handmaid's Tale comes? Uh, no one could stop me. <laughs> oh, good. I don't. I don't yeah. watch Handmaid's Tale, so I'll be honest. I haven't yeah. listened because I don't want to ruin anything. Right. Um, it is a show I do want to get into eventually. I just I was told by a number of people uh, if you haven't started it before the pandemic, don't start it during the pandemic because it is a dark show. I- I mean, I, I do I do totally get that. There was a long period of time where I would every day I'd be like, oh, I need to catch up on The Handmaid's Tale. No, can't can't do that to myself I, today. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I will say it's probably one of the best done shows ever. Like it's so much every little second of film is taken so care of. And it, it really is amazingly well thought out and done i can't say enough good things about it 
<laughs> and that was with you did that with Jason, right? Jason and Daphne. Yeah, Jason and Daphne. Mm -hmm. Jason, who was uh, on the first episode of Wilhelm with me mm -hmm. for the Essential Movies uh, and Daphne, who will actually be on an upcoming episode. She's going to be <laughs> joining to talk about uh, our favorite Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Films. So, you know, I just did. Um, I just watched Lisey's story and I kind of thought that, too, like each episode had a lot of care taken in it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I haven't read the book, so I haven't either. I, I don't know, but I, I I really liked it a lot. Yeah, I haven't I haven't read the book and I haven't watched the series, so I haven't been listening to Strange Indeed either. Um, but Paik, who was just on last week's episode, does that podcast. Yeah, they I've been listening to them the whole time. They've done a great job. Rima, now I want to read the book. And Rima, who's going to be a guest on Wilhelm at some point in the future, too. I think we're mm -hmm. we're still trying to figure out where she's. I know she wants to talk the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, yeah, that'll be so, good. Um where that'll probably be I mean that could be easily three episodes yeah oh, so that'll be like <laughs> yeah. three episodes yeah um that's like when we just when when Wilhelm dives into Marvel <laughs> that's like yeah. Marvel month yeah because it's got to be split up there's no yep. way to talk about all those movies in one episode yeah so um any other podcasts that you're listening to right now that you kind of I'll let you plug any podcast whether you've been guested on it or you're listening to it. Um, I've been listening to run for your lives. I think they're, they're really, they're doing some really fun stuff. I know they're recently doing Lake Placid and they just did the birds, which is like one of my all time favorite movies. Uh, they're doing a really great job. That's with Daphne and Paik as well. And they did. And I think it was two or three episodes ago for 4th of July. They did Independence Day. Oh, yeah. Which I was on. That was great. And yeah. I gave listeners a treat at the tail end of the podcast. Yeah, you, you, that's just great. <laughs> I love him. He's so great. President Whitmore. Speech. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Run for Your Lives as well. And Strange Indeed, Adrenaline Cinema, like everybody mm -hmm. that we know that does podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um. And I know like a lot of my guests early on here on Wilhelm or a lot of people that were are within our group of fellow podcasters and stuff. But, you know, like two episodes ago, I had Steve Cooper on who's not part of that group. And I have a number of other podcasters already scheduled to join in the next mm -hmm. couple of weeks who aren't part. Of. So I like expanding out and and such. So it's um, this has been a fun experience so far. Yeah, it's been great. I'm having a blast doing it. Yeah, so. I liked Steve. I loved that music episode. That's why, I, like I said, I need to make a Spotify playlist for that episode. Yeah, that was I'm going to make it. I'm going to send it to you. I was actually <laughs> really disappointed that both Spotify and I don't get off the off the topic of wrapping things up. But while we're talking about that music episode from two episodes ago, um, when we talked about the soundtracks, uh, Pretty in Pink was one of the soundtracks that came up mm -hmm. in the discussion. Both Spotify and Amazon don't have the full soundtrack. They only have like three songs from the soundtrack on there. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Yeah, it's such a great. I don't know if it's mm -hmm. something with the rights of the music. Like, I I don't know, but it's kind of a travesty that they don't have that entire soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a shame. Yes, I agree. So anything else you want to promote or plug before uh, we, we wrap things up? I can't think of anything. OK, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, on my end, though, as far as Wilhelm is concerned, uh, if you like what you hear on the podcast, be sure to leave a review on whatever podcasting platform that you're listening on. The more reviews that I get, the more people that I can reach. Also, be sure to follow Wilhelm on social media, such as Facebook at facebook.com slash the Wilhelm podcast and on Instagram and Twitter at the Wilhelm pod. Uh, finally, if you want to be a guest or you have a topic or movie or franchise or whatever you'd like to hear me cover, uh, um, 
in a movie you want to hear us take a deep dive in, you can let me know by messaging me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, or you can email me directly at the Wilhelm podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I have some great episodes coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to be talking Alfred Hitchcock movies that take place in space, um, war films. We're going to take a deep dive into the movie uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Wow. Uh, we're going to talk about movies that involve time travel. There's, I, I have a number of episodes scheduled that I can't wait to get to. They're going to be releasing every week new episodes, uh, which I'm, I'm really proud of that I'm keeping this weekly, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and coming soon, I think maybe by, this is episode eight, so maybe by episode 10 or 15, um, I'm going to incorporate a feedback section. Um, I haven't fully flushed it out yet. Once I do, you'll hear it uh, as part of the podcast um, because I do want to get more people interacting mm -hmm. and such as well. So once that's flushed out and it gets added in the next couple of weeks, you'll, you'll hear it on the podcast. So, but Wendy, thank you so much. This was, uh, I'm glad we did this. This was yeah. a great topic to cover. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I had fun. And I, and I was, I was honestly kind of like nervous going into this thinking like I, I, this was tough. Like, how do I, how did I yeah. narrow this down to five? It was painful to leave a few of them off. <laughs> yeah. The, Untouchables in particular was one that was and, like, yes. how could I not have that in my top five? Yes. And the freshman, because I was like, that's just so great i think out of all the movies that we mentioned that got added to the playlist as i know people want me to watch scarface i think i'm watching the fresh <laughs> well i don't know because you have to watch scarface i will watch scarface <laughs> i i make a promise i will watch scarface okay. over to the court you know what maybe that's what i'll make my feedback section mm -hmm. about is it'll be me like giving thoughts on movies from like an episode or two before uh -huh. that I should have watched. Oh, yeah. And then like an episode or two later in my feedback section, I will give my notes on having finally watched. Right. Them. Who was it that we know that hadn't seen The Godfather? Was it Jason? I think it's Jason. Yeah. That, like how, how have you managed to uh, get this far? <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know what's worse, not seeing Godfather or not seeing Scarface. Yeah, they're pretty close. They're both pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, thank you again for coming on. This is great. Um, I know we have other episodes lined up for you to come back on in the future as well. So yeah. this won't be the last I time. I think I'm doing on. leading ladies. You are going to do the leading ladies. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's gonna, started on that one. That's going to be fun too. Yeah. Because <laughs> I already have a couple movies in my. That'll in my be hard. Head. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be really difficult. Yeah. So. Um, but thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for the amazing feedback you guys have given me on the podcast so far. Thank you for being a part of this journey uh, that I'm having an absolute blast on. But until next time, until the next episode of Wilhelm, we'll see you guys around that bend. Take care, everybody. Bye.